Hello and welcome to Respect the Die. My name is Luke Larson. I am your DM for this evening. I am joined by Sam Larson. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Dave, the weird eldritch triton warlock, uh, and your local committer of holy patricide. Also, we're joined by Bryce Hakama. Hello, my name is Bryce. I play everyone's favorite high elf druid, Casper. Uh, and at this point in the game, I am literal dead weight. <laughs> and uh, Jamie Hakama. Hello, I'm playing Jersa, a monk earth genasi, and she really likes rocks. Uh, oh, and last but not least, uh, Tori Olson. Hi, and I play Dina, a wild mage half-elf, and she is quite the pyromaniac. Mm. I don't know, what do, what do you call it when they specifically, like, burn people? Oh. Like, <laughs> That's not a particular kick she had. It's a recent she just wants experience. To burn down every building. <laughs> she wishes to see the world consumed. Some, <laughs> some mages just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> She's a serial killer with a hot M.O. <laughs> For science, though. There we go. Oh, no. We are in so much trouble, aren't we, Luke? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's us. This is a live play D&D podcast. Uh, in the future, we may play other role-playing games, too. Who knows? Uh, but we are in on the middle of our first campaign, for which I'm DMing, in our last session. They had gone after an evil cleric who had this precious artifact they were trying to get back. And this cleric was one of the people who was responsible for their deaths. Uh, it did not go well for them. And our dear, dear Casper mm. has once again shuffled off his mortal coil. We pick up outside of the town of Wheatfield with the rest of our heroes gathered around the lifeless bones of Casper in the light of the morning sun with the sound of horses in the distance in pursuit. What are you guys going to do? Jessa. Jessa. Yeah. Do you have the ring? I do, but it's useless. All right. Well, let's let's get the bones in a bag. Um, I like I bend down and start to <laughs> shovel, start to shovel um what remains of um what remains of Casper um into my bag. Probably doesn't all fit. Like I'm trying to like cram the skull in there, uh, but it's like not quite fitting. So I'm like pass. The pieces off to some other people, yeah. um, and then... we'll divvy him up. Okay, uh, <laughs> everything fits except you find like the rib cage you're gonna have to carry. Okay, <laughs> just like All in right. your hands. I'll just, yeah, sure. Um, I'll I'll loop that over my wrist, uh, and we'll, and then I'm gonna actually. Turn... Um, you're outside a farmhouse, and you see several sacks of vegetables. If you want to dump those out and use one of those sacks. Just like burlap. Sack. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, probably at least for the rib cage, so that we don't have to like carry a, a, a rib cage. It's rough to go. explain. My um, okay. 
<laughs> you unknot a burlap sap, uh, sack and parsnips spill out across the ground and you quickly shove the bones into it. Um, and then I turn back to the rest of the group. I, I think that I think we should continue to run. Oh, I see no reason to argue with that. All right, cool. Let's run. Okay, there's no cover around. You're in a wide open area. This is like a grassland. Yeah, you're behind a house. So there's houses um, and fields. And that's pretty much the only cover you have. And none of the fields have grown very high. So you can't... You, it would be hard to hide among the vegetation there. Is everything perfectly flat? There's no, like, large hills or anything? I mean, there's kind of gently rolling slopes, gently rolling hills, nothing big. And there's some, there's some, um, what do you call them? Cosps? No, what's the word? Groups of trees, the little clumps of trees. What's that word? Mm, I don't know. Why don't you turn us invisible again? I'm all tapped. Well, we can outrun these fools. They're on horseback. Fine, I can outrun these fools. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, um, does the sound of the horses sound like it's getting closer to us? Uh, yeah, but it's still some ways away. And what time of day is it? It's early morning. The sun has just risen. We should hide in one of the houses and make it seem as though there's a path leading away from it for at least a distance or something. We won't be able to outrun it. I can make a fake path. Can I do that? Can I go ahead and run in a direction, try and create some like footprints, and then maybe use my pass without a trace to get back? Yeah, you can try. I can try. <laughs> oh, no. Be a divergent. He's already set me up to fail. All right. <laughs> okay. Um. So you guys are going to go... You guys are planning on hiding in a house? Wait a second. I have some en some magical energy left. Um, Dina is going to reach out and cast um, the last of her level three spells, her uh, a haste on Jersa. So then you guys are going to hide in the house. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try and sneak back to the house after I've distracted the people cool all right then yeah i'm gonna go ahead and run back probably towards the way we came back out and the of way the you town. were headed already yeah out of the town yeah well you're um, already outside the town you're in the farmland surrounding it so i'm gonna keep going okay jersa make a perception check for me oh sweet um that is a perception uh dirty 20 okay so you make a judgment about how far away they are. Um, are you going to go through with your plan? Yeah, I'm going to try passing without a trace and okay. sneaking back. So you judge you can make it over the crest of uh, the hill. Mm -hmm. So you sprint over the crest of the hill, kind of stomping to make deep footprints. Um, and as soon as you get over, you get you get over the crest of the hill, um, just as the horses come out of the gate, and you dive into a trench, cast pass without 
trace and begin crawling on hands and knees through um, the tomato plants. Perfect. Um, back toward, back toward the house. And as you do so, the pass without trace causes your skin to look even more rock-like, and like kind of vines, kind of shimmer. Tomato vines kind of shimmer across your body, blending even perfectly to your surroundings. Go ahead and roll a stealth check for me with the plus 10. Ooh, 21. Okay, I need my dice. So here's the thing that we've come to recognize about Jersa. She's one, very sneaky. Two, she's oddly really good about timing how long she has to do things in between certain events happening. It's how you escape the dungeon the first time, and it's how you're escaping this situation now. I feel like I keep failing my stealth, though. Ooh. It's mostly just because of that really one really bad, bad one, I think. Happened, yeah. What was your roll? 25? 25. Yeah. Ooh. Well, okay. Just barely. Okay. So, you crawl back through the vegetation, and you kind of especially hunker down, and the horses, the ho- you hear the horses, and they get very loud, and you hear them stop just where you were at the top of the hill. Um, and you hear, you hear somebody shouting, "The trail ends here," and somebody else responds, "They can't have gone far." And the horses continue off, and you're clear. Yes. The rest of you, the rest of you, were able to get into that farmhouse no problem. It wasn't latched, um, and it's empty. Um, there's some chickens inside who start clucking and running around, um, but. It doesn't last very long. They just kind of, and then it's done. And they watch you warily from the corner. And soon enough, Jersa um, comes into the farmhouse, and the three of you are are back together. Um, I think Dave has pulled out the medallion again, the one that we took from the sheriff. Um, And he's going to put it around his neck. Um, Okay. And... Um, he'll have um Casper's skull, um, in his left hand, and he's just been kind of staring into it for a little bit now. There's a rendition of Hamlet coming. I can feel it. <laughs> okay. To be, oh, no, to be. <laughs> You're seized with this the- with these theatrics. <laughs> Will Casper be or not be? Not be. <laughs> that is the question. Whether tis noble to suffer the slings and arrows of insane peasants. <laughs> uh, when, oh my god. When Jersa comes into the farmhouse, she's she's just gonna kind of like collapse on the floor from exhaustion. Um and and also ask are we, are we planning on sticking around here a while? I I think we should probably start heading in the opposite direction of wherever you led them. That or wait till nightfall, but there's more risk with discovery. Yes, I must say I agree. We should keep moving while we have the advantage. Oh boy. You guys going to continue then? Well, actually, hang on. Um, I am going to, I'm going to sit on the floor, cross my legs, and do another meditation pose. 
And as I do so, I just kind of recenter myself and use wholeness of body to regain some health because I have a lot of wounds and I'm feeling very, very tired. And this is mind over matter. All right, I'm ready to go then. Okay. Um. Yeah. I guess we start. Um. I guess we'll we'll leave and we'll try and like just head in the opposite direction of where they ran off. Um. So that okay. they hopefully don't spot us. So they headed east, back the way you came. Toward um. Ashwood. Ashwood. Thank you. Yeah, they're headed east, which is the direction you came from Ashwood. You can head north towards Windmanburg, or you can go south. Um, I mean, I think we should just head north towards Whitmanburg. That's where mm-hmm. the next thing is. I don't think we have any idea what's to the south of us, so I think we'll do that. All right, so you guys take off north along the road and travel for a good part of the day um, before you feel like you have made a safe distance that they're not going to catch up with you. Um, I think we should go kind of significantly off the road to, like, rest <laughs> for a bit. And so we're out of cover, and so we can, like, figure out what to do next. So I think that we'll, like, quote, like, make camp, even though we don't need to, like, sleep, because we need to, like, rest. So as you travel, the landscape changes. Um, it slopes downward, uh, gradually slopes downward, um, and you come to an area that's got the tillier with lots of deep gorges and ravines and uh, pine trees. You're able to kind of get off the road, road a ways and find a secluded spot to rest. Is there any sign of life from Casper? No. Yeah, D- Dave will Dave will take all the bones out and kind of lay them all down Sleeping together, position. like so. It's like the complete the complete set. Um, <laughs> I just just kind of he's not a happy meal. Gotta collect them all. <laughs> yeah, we've got them all. Yeah, gets all the bones in the right place. He gets he's the not glue. A power he, he gets. He gets the he gets the nice like model glue to like stick it all in there. <laughs> he gets the pins in. Um... <laughs> Kids at home, you can get the complete set Casper skeleton body. Yeah, that'll be our merch when we have uh, when we have merch. We'll just have like a <laughs> yeah, um... like one of those balsa wood dinosaur skeletons. Yes. Oh man, oh, no. my search history is gonna be like, just... oh, why are you searching out a three D print bones? What is it'll this? Be like a a plastic skull and you can like press a button on it and it'll say something <laughs> oh man if we're selling skulls we're gonna start selling how... chia pet caspers <laughs> we're in trouble um okay um the chia seeds the beard lay the the body out um <laughs> it'll kind of look to the other two i just say you know the one thing i haven't really studied is well, um, how you surfaces do, um... Anatomy? Funerals? Oh. Oh, no, I have that covered, believe me. But, uh, I don't think he's coming back. 
Well, he's he, he's just tired. You just got to wait a little bit longer. He's probably fine. But, I mean, look, and I kind of, like, I put the two uh, bones together, and I'm like, it's not snapping. It's supposed to snap. <laughs> Dave is, like, holding it up in front of his face, like, just sticking sticking a femur and, like, uh, the hip bone together. Like, See? Bonk, bonk. It's not sticking. Bonk, he's a bionicle. I think he's a bionicle. Dave, I don't know if you've noticed, but all of us came back from the deceased state. I think we should wait and see what happens. How can a dead person die again? Can you kill a dead person? Well, there's people who are specialized in killing things like us, so I think it's possible. Yeah, but one of those guards killed him, didn't didn't they? Yeah, Dave, Dave, Dave will kind of point to the medallion because he's wearing it now and he says, um, I think given, given recent events, it might be best for us to try to learn how to use these. So, might be best to just try them on for a bit. And at that, I take off the ring <laughs> and I just give it to him. I don't want it. Can I see it? Dave, Dave will hand it off to you. Yeah. Uh, is it possible for me to do, like, I know we're going to start resting, but Dina would like to focus um, on doing, like, a deep study of the ring with, like, all her knowledges um, to try and figure out more about it. Yeah, make an arcana check. 18. Um, I mean, it's definitely magical. You would guess you have to attune to it. There's, there's nothing else you can figure out about it, though. It's not familiar at all. It's, it's not like any other ring you've ever seen before. Uh, Dina looks over at Dave and just, so should we try attuning to them then? Well, they don't come with an instruction manual, so I imagine we best try. If there is a curse on these items, apparently we've already received it. So... Alright then. Okay. Are you guys gonna rest? Long rest. Yep. Long mm -hmm. rest. Um, about four hours in to the rest, um, you hear the sound of a high-pitched wail, like a woman weeping very loudly. I definitely pictured a, like, blue whale. No. <laughs> <laughs> In the sky, like, above you. I don't know you. if Drissa would recognize a whale sound. <laughs> Orcas singing. Sorry. You hear it go, Hello, <laughs> No, you hear the sound of like a, a woman sobbing, crying very loudly. Um, this loud wail, W-A-I-L, wail. And then it goes quiet again. Uh, the birds, when this happens, the birds kind of, there's a rustle as birds take off from the trees and kind of fly away. 
Are you guys going to investigate or continue to rest? Did you all hear that? Y yes. It was I a bit hard not did. to. Okay, thought I was dreaming for a second. Should we go see what that was? Luke, do I have any idea how close it was? Like half a mile? Quarter mile, maybe? Quite far. It might be best to stay away. The fewer people that see us, the better. Uh, good, good. Yeah, I uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to go see what it is either. Yeah. Do Do I believe her? <laughs> In <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I believe of that is that she doesn't want to go alone. <laughs> Another four hours pass. Nothing happens, and you guys are fully rested. Just let that woman die. Okay. <laughs> you check on uh, Casper's bones. They still haven't moved. Knock on his skull a bit. Like I said, it's not sticking. <laughs> Do the thing with the bones again. <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. It might just be taking him a while. We were rather decomposed. The first time. I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine lugging the bones around for a bit longer. It doesn't matter to me. I just thought it might be of concern to you. It's fine. He's going to get his coin and sail back here in just a couple hours. Let's just give it a little, you know, give it a little time. Give it a little time. You hear another wail from the trees. Is it closer this time? No. That sounded closer. Okay. I'm going to disguise self with Mask of Many Faces as like a um like a woodsman type looking guy. Um Oh, so now you wanna go investigate. Uh I look at you and I just say, Well, I'm not exactly it's getting closer and I'm at full strength now, so. Ah, you have all your spill slots there. <laughs> all of his energy, his energy, Jessa. His energy's back, his yes. His mythical energy. Okay, sure. My dark powers have refreshed. Um, I don't even yes, want I'm, to know what that means. I'm going to turn. Oh, yeah. Who is attuning to these magic artifacts? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. I'm attuning to the medallion from the sheriff. And Dina still had okay. the ring. Are you Dina wearing it? Dina has the ring? Yeah. Okay. Now that you've attuned to it, I can tell you what they do. So, Dina, yours allows you to um, influence... You can alter the emotions. It works like calm emotions, the spell, except it's not just calm. It can be any emotion, mm. and the effect is permanent. Uh, Dina has too much power, guys. Um, so This is a dangerous item for Dina to have. And then, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then Dave, your uh, medallion allows you to alter somebody's memories. 
Oh my gosh. Well, all of the suffering <laughs> makes sense now because this is ungodly amounts of power you've just granted we us. We totally just, so, oh my gosh. Is this like, is this basically like modify memory at will? Like. Uh, yeah, basically. Oh wow. Okay. We just right. gave this to a lawful evil guy. We're not going to have a problem with a mob ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no mob issues. The mobs are ours. Ever. Done. Oh, uh yeah, I guess that's a that's a, like a clarifying question. How many people can the ring target or each of the items target at at once? Ooh. Hold on. Um the medallion is only one at a time. Okay. The ring? Do I get to, have to <laughs> like test a whole it, city? <laughs> the whole city? Um, at least just, the population We can just use the ring. We can use the ring to just make the bad guys um, feel calm, and then we can use the medallion to just make them think that we're their friends. (laughs) Plot done. Yeah, but now you kissed. We were already cursed. The trade-off. You, you, you double cursed. You double cursed now. Double cursed. Double cursed. I like the perks. It's a 30-foot sphere, radius sphere centered on you. Gotcha. And it's permanent? So I can just cast haste, calm everyone, and run in a straight line? Or is it permanent so long as they're exposed to the area? It's um, permanent until you change it again. So if you retarget or change the emotional state, like any change in the ring, so like a new person or a new emotion, it would change. It like it would break the previous hold on the previous person. Right. Gotcha. However, I feel bad because now I made you guys excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, limit us, please. Uh, it's like seeing the cleric for the first time. Oh, there he is! But I feel, we're gonna die. I feel horrible. I should have led with this, but. <laughs> You can't use it because you're undead. <laughs> ah. <laughs> we need our gosh dang bodies wow, back. Luke, you gotta, you gotta stop giving us hope and then tearing know, it away. I know. So we like, we like attuned to it. So we figured out what it does, but we can't use it because we're undead. Okay. It's yep. a great theme for this campaign. That was Luke's it's whole a great thing. theme for this campaign. It's like, ooh, I know what I want to play. I want to play this really cool, like. Aragorn type character except happy all the time um, and then it's like oh by the way he, he doesn't have a body he's a skeleton boy um, he yeah. can't do cool magical stuff it sucks being dead he suffers everywhere he goes <laughs> I mean it's a very sad premise for this game so are you guys gonna like tell me or talk about it or are you gonna keep it to yourself Oh, Dina, Dina. Um, if you wanna ask yeah, about Dina it. Yeah, Dina was gonna ask I, I have no idea what's going on so uh okay. Dave, what does the medallion do? Um, I'll tell you what the ring does. Me, nothing. Um, it's um, it allows you to modify memories. It seems, which explains our poor, confused friend back at the jail. Yes, wonder what happened to him. Well, I think he's still there. Quite possible. I think he still thinks he killed somebody. I think he's dead. What? He got hanged. Oh yes, that's right. He did he get, get hanged. hanged. Uh, he was he was scheduled to be hanged that Wait. day. <laughs> yeah, that I did destroy the confession, from. though. We left. Oh, we did do that. Yeah. I'm, 
I I want to investigate this this wailing sound. Ah, oh. y- yeah. Back on track. That seems important. Okay, so finally, I'm gonna in my like woodsman appearance, I'm gonna go quietly um, try and go investigate whatever this wailing noise is coming from. Okay. It leads you, following the, the direction of the noise, leads you further from the road. Um, and you follow a, follow this creek um, for a little ways until you come to a small dirt road. And you follow that a little further and it terminates at a dirt cul-de-sac with four, with a well in the center and four small wooden houses around it. They look like small farmhouses. Uh, before we get too far, can we say that we put Casper back in the sack and brought him with us? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Dave, make a perception check, please. Okay. Oh, I'm not rolling great tonight. Anyone else hearing Witcher 3 combat um, music? Let's say seven. Mm. A seven? Okay, out of the corner of your eye, you think you see something move in the window of one of the houses, and you glance over, oh, yes. um, and you see a curtain blowing in the breeze. Okay. In an open window. Okay, since I'm disguised as a woodsman, I'm going to call out in a new voice, uh, is there someone there? No response. Is anyone in need of assistance? <laughs> <laughs> he moved from North North Dakota to South Carolina in about two words. <laughs> they don't care about assistance in North Dakota. <laughs> Are the others with me? They caught up to me, or am I just on my own? Are you guys following? I'm remaining in the shadows. Okay, you can all make perception checks. Jersa is too distracted by things to really notice anything unusual. Uh, 16. Okay. So, a moment before you hear Dave say something, you also see something out of the corner of your eye, and you glance over at the house on the right and just for a brief moment in the window you see a pale face and then it disappears and then it moves away from the window you also catch a faint scent on a breeze of decay i think dave is gonna start moving toward towards that house it feels like a trap but i don't think it's set for us um, Dina will follow Dave. Uh, I'm gonna approach the um the cabin door and I'm gonna kind of creak it open and peer inside. So inside the cabin, it's a single room, and over on the left in the corner, you see um two figures. You see a man who's lying face up uh, on the bed and is bloated and rotting. And you see sitting on the edge of the bed and bent over him uh, is the figure of a woman 
uh, and you can hear her sobbing. Dave just kind of like he's kind of like peering in on this. Kind of looks over at Dina for a moment, kind of a little unsure. And then he kind of just like raps twice against the, the open door like he's knocking. Okay. The woman turns and glances up at you and you see now her eye sockets are empty and black and her jaw is hanging open like her chin is down at her bosom. And she sees you and you hear this ear-splitting shriek um, that shakes the whole building. Okay, I'm going to cover my ears. <laughs> and you guys... <laughs> Staggering um, backwards. <laughs> the guys who are outside... Um, you see, you hear this shriek too, and then you see birds, several birds and squirrels kind of fall out of trees and just plop on the ground. Are we okay? Mm-hmm. Can I sneak around behind the house? Mm-hmm. So you sneak around behind the house and you see in the back is a sty and there are four pigs. Well, the bodies of four pigs rotting in the back of the house. Oh, my gosh. Dave will kind of pull his hands away from his ears. Wow, that's quite the voice you have there. Um, do you practice often? Um, really impressive. Quite impressive. Um. And I kind of, like, step further inside towards her. Uh, she, as soon as you do that, she screams again and lunges towards you um, and reaches her hands out and places them on your chest. Um, and this kind of black magic emanates from her fingers into your body. Ooh. But you don't feel anything. Oh, personal space, please, personal space. And I try to, like, pack her away from me a little bit. I did not consent. I did not consent. Can you speak? I mean, you know how. She pulls back and wails again and kind of floats back over to the corpse um, and bends over it again and sobs. Should we? She looks like she kind of glances back at you, and she looks like she's kind of guarding the body. Should we bury him? I, I, I speak into Dita's mind, and I just say, it might be best to not address the body immediately. I mean, she seems aware that he's dead. It might be a touchy subject, just... Let's be cautious. Um, I'm going to turn back to her. Um, and I'm going to speak into her mind. Um, and I'm going to say, Hello. We might have gotten off on the wrong foot. I'm Dave. Um, this is Dina. Can you tell me what your name is? You could write it on the ground or something. If you can't speak back to me. 
There's quite a draft in this in this old cabin, and a single sheet of parchment paper flies off of the table and lands in front of you. And you can see a charcoal drawing on it of two people. It's quite well done. And from a glance, you can see that it's her in life and the man that's on the bed. And it says... Jim and Jenny below it. And then there's a note that says uh, love forever. Love forever. Um, Okay. Dave Dave will pick it up and show it to Dina. And it kind of whispered to her, do do you have any idea where Jessa went? I don't. I thought she was behind us. Dina looks behind them. (laughs) I, I feel sometimes like she doesn't like me. Is that is that do you feel like that's like that's true? No, no one do anything. Play this out. This is interesting. In the middle of the house with the screaming wet lady. <laughs> you can uh, make an arcana check to figure out the situation. Wait, I want, you, I want wait. Dina I want Dina to respond to me. No, hold the phone. I okay. implore you by the roleplay gods, please play this out. Please. I, also, as an update for Jersa, I would love to try to climb the house. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is climbing the no, no, house. No, 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 no. Don't, don't like... leave the scene. Don't leave the scene. Stay here with Dina and Dave. Okay. I, I, I'm really not the best person to talk to about uh, interpersonal connections. I, uh, I, she seems friendly enough. I assume she likes you somewhat. I don't, I don't know, because I'm not really a people person either. Like, I'm good at lying to people. I'm very good at making them scared. But making them like me, that's... It's just something I struggle with, and you and I, I feel like we have this rapport, and and we have like, uh, you know, we shared notes, and we're both kind of strange and magical, but like with 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 her, it's just uh, I don't feel like we mesh very well. And the cast is gone. I'm, just, I'm worried. I'm, <laughs> I'm worried about I'm worried about the cohesion of the group. Um, well, we did just lose a, a member. So. Yeah, Casper's falling apart in the bag. I've <laughs> got the skull. There's a the rattle. Bag. Yeah. Um. Bones <laughs> <shaking>. <laughs> the bones. <laughs> My bones are rattling. I'm, I'm worried the group might, it, like Casper's body, might not stay together anymore. Might not stick. Um, I'm sorry. We we should continue this discussion later. Uh, what do you make of this? And I like I show her the the drawing. <laughs> they are a lovely couple. I guess. Um, Dina's going to look around the room and uh, pull that arcana check that you said we could do. (laughs) A 19. Okay. Uh, You're pretty sure this is a banshee? Yeah. Um, If that wasn't terribly obvious. Yeah. Um, And a banshee happens when somebody dies and their death is closely related to heartbreak mm. and their scream uh, 
will bring doom to anyone who hears it. But you're pretty sure you're unaffected by it. Can I try and determine if the man was murdered or if he died via sickness or accident? <laughs> like, how, t cause of death. So, uh, you kind of peer around the banshee at the body. Um, and you can see that his face looks kind of partly caved in. Ooh. Um, so you think that he died by some sort of bludgeoning? Like he got hit by something heavy. Go ahead and make an investigation check for me. All right. Ooh. 21. Oh. Yeah, so um, you see a handle sticking out from under the bed. And you bend down and you see a iron skillet. Um, that's covered in dried blood. I, I think she might have killed him. <laughs> she winner winner chicken dinner. <laughs> look, look at this. Dina's gonna uh, pull the the frying pan out and sort of show Dave. Um, the banshee kind of tries to stop you, but she's very weak. And you just kind of brush her away. Just sort of. And she's like shooting these. She's like touching you and zapping you with necrotic energy, but it doesn't do anything. I feel great. It's really unnecessary. <laughs> um. I sort of shoo her away and I'm like, no, no, come on. You know what you did. <laughs> and I uh, show the frying pan to Dave and just. His face is very bashed in. That's true. Um, the question is, how did she die? Um, she's like a incorporeal, right? She's not like she doesn't have like a body. Yeah, you don't see her body anywhere. Is there anything about her incorporeal form which might indicate to me how she died? Is she like dripping wet? Does she have any scars or marks? Is anything missing? Um. Um, I would make you make a perception check, but you actually named it exactly. She is, uh, you notice, dripping wet. I think we should check the well. Um, Good idea. And I, I kind of, uh, I take the frying pan, I kind of twirl it as I say, we should check the well, and I waltz <laughs> out the door <laughs> towards the well. Uh, Jers is on the roof. Okay, Jersa, make, make an acrobatics check. Well... With my movement, I get to run up vertical services without falling. Yes, make an acrobatics check. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Hold on, I'd like you to see my driver's license. It says monk. That's like when that you're... Is, when you... It's like a 12. Ah, okay. Um, so as you guys are talking, a foot comes through the thatch roof. And Jersa, you kind of have to pull your foot back out as you clamber up to the top. But from here, you can see the whole little group of houses. Um, you see Dave and Dina going out towards the well. Um, and you can see behind you, behind the house, it slopes down. Um, and you can see a stream beyond. Mm. And then on the other side of the houses, 
Um, you can't make out much. It's very heavily forested. Could I assume that mo- that these houses are no longer occupied by the living? You can assume all you want. Like, does that is that like a logical thing for me to think based on just, you know, looking around and seeing all the dead animals and whatnot? Well, you know that any living thing that hears a banshee scream is going to die, and her scream would definitely be audible everywhere here, so pretty safe. This will be a great time to loot the room. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Going to all these houses. <laughs> I mean, we already have the frying pan, which is, like, the most valuable item there. Which is, like, 4d6 damage right there. Yeah. No, if we collect enough, I know, because I've been playing Oblivion recently, if we collect potatoes and cabbages, and we can can make potions of fatigue, and then... And (laughs) and if we get a bowl from every single house, it actually breaks the game. We can get money. Yeah, that's true. We can snack things up and clip through walls. Um... (laughs) I assume that we know Jers is on the roof because her foot fell through the thing as we were walking out. I think I found Jersa. As we're walking out towards the, the well, I'm going to yell up over the roof. Jersa, we might need you down here. I do a crazy uh, double somersault into the air and, and land on my feet. Okay. A rock solid landing. A... Dave does a very rehearsed three claps. Um, it's a sincere attempt to be polite. It's not, it, it seems strange, but it's a, you, you've been around Dave long enough to know that this is sincere. It's, it's like, he's like, oh, yes. Now is when the people clap. But at the same time, Jers is not sure if he's being patronizing. We might need someone who's good at climbing to, um, Figure this one out. Um, and I guess we'll go look into the well. Okay. You peer down into the well. Um, don't really see anything. I can see 120 feet in darkness. Can I see anything right. at all? So you see to the bottom of the well. It's not very deep, and there's water. Okay. Is there like a rope with buck with like a bucket? Um, yeah, there's a rope with a bucket. It's at the top. Okay. Um. Well, what are you looking for? A I body. think that our um banshee uh, might have um committed suicide by well the well. Um. <laughs> uh. So, uh, we need somebody who's rather good at climbing and not scared of the dark. And I just kind of like tip the bucket. Um, off the uh the edge of it so that it like falls down, um, and hopefully is stopped by the rope. Um, it splashes into the water below. Do you think you're up for the task? You want me to climb into a well to make sure that there's a body down there. Well, that, that's when it. When you put it that way, it does sound rather uh impolite to ask if if we can if we can get the body out that might be useful you know we might need to bury the bodies or burn them or something is that is that how this works i have no idea 
Do I know how it works? Oh, great. Like, can I make like a a check for this? I do. Uh, yeah, yeah. You I can make a Arcana or religion check. Dina yeah. too. Definitely religion. Arcana for Dina. Because uh, Dave, Dave actually has an intelligence of eight. So dirty twenty. Uh oh, twenty one religion. Casper, you gotta come back. I'm stuck here with these nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so you think you could either um, quote unquote kill the Banshee, but you know that that would basically destroy her soul, or you could attempt to redeem her soul by laying these people to rest. So you want me to go get the body? Out of this well, somehow bring it up with a bucket, and then burn it. Well, we can we can tie. Um, you could use the rope and tie the body, and then we can we can pull it up. Um. Well, there is a river too. You think she could have drowned in the river? Huh. Um, we could investigate that, but this is more obvious. <laughs> you just really like want if, me to climb down a well <laughs> if, and if, shut you in <laughs> I was going Dave finally gets his wish if I was going to kill myself I would probably um, jump down a well because then the impact would probably kill me um, from the, breaking the surface tension of the water um, and I'd, I'd be a faster I death I thought you were going to say because jumping down a well is more like getting swallowed I no, no. I, w- I wouldn't kill myself. With your whole I would God thing. No, 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 no. I would never actually kill myself. Anyway, essentially, Jersa, there are two options here. We can either magically destroy the spirit that is infecting the house over there, but it would uh, essentially completely destroy her soul. Or we could return her body in some way and cleanse it either via putting it in the earth or by flame. Both that and the uh, man's body, most You like. know what? And that would release her. You know what? I, I can breathe underwater. It's fine. I'll go do it. Um, <laughs> oh. Well, technically, we can all breathe underwater, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, Make an athletics check? Yeah, if just is hesitant, yeah, I'll just, I'll just start climbing down with the rope. That's a six. All right, climb ball. Down. Okay. <laughs> Sloosh. Um... Slippery rope, uh, and you fall down into the well. But I'm not gonna make you take damage because you're just gonna land in the water. And you can feel the bottom, um, and you can feel the walls of the well. There's not much more to it than you could see from the top. And after poking around a bit, uh, you realize that there's there's no body down here. So I can't I can't see any sign of a sign of a body Are anywhere. You- no. Are you, are you okay. all right, Dave? Uh, she suddenly feels terrible. <laughs> yeah. I kind of surface out of the water and I say, I'm just fine. Um, if you could pull me up, that would be grand. Uh, and I'll grab a hold of the, the Did you find the rope. body? No, it's not down here. We best check the river. All right. We, uh, we hoist him up. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you pull... Between all of you, you 
hoist him out of the well up to the top. Uh, Dave, you are now soaking, um, which is the most comfortable you've felt in a while. <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> Dave, variant skin, moist. The salinity is a little low for your taste, but it's better than nothing. <laughs> and are you guys going to go check the river? Yeah. Okay. So you make your way down the slope behind the house, behind the cabin, and you come to um, a part where the creek kind of cuts through the hills and there's a cliff. Um, the hill is cut away, and so there's a bit of an overhang over the creek, and you see below this creek, this cliff in a shallow section of the river the body of a woman face down in the water. So it looks like she jumped off this overhang. Yes. Right? Okay. Yep. Okay. Ooh, that's quite a... Ooh. That's unpleasant. Missy, uh, is there any pathway to get down there, or do we need to climb? Yeah, you can fairly easily. Um, there's other sections of the creek where it slopes more gently, and it's not too hard to scamper down. All right, let's scamper down. Yeah, I want to. Um, I want to investigate the body, see if she was like clutching anything as she died or anything like that. Yeah, sure enough, uh, you see that her left hand is in a fist, and there's a thin chain hanging out of it. Um, you pry it open, and a small pendant comes out. Um, it appears to be opal, uh, set in silver. It's not, it's not particularly valuable, but just, you know, some, some sort of small piece of jewelry. This is so sad. This is a very sad diversion from our usual things. I mean, we could just go. I don't understand it, though. Because if she did clobber her husband in the face with a frying pan, then why was she so sad about it? Well, it's... I don't know exactly what her motive was, but... Perhaps she killed him by accident? Maybe it was a fit of rage? Maybe... They seemed to be happy. There was the drawing and everything. Maybe it was an accident? Maybe... Have you seen... Have you ever seen the hit musical Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that. There was a group of bards who came by bit a of an village. And, um... <laughs> and yes, they did that musical, Chicago, about the great beast, Chicago, yes. <laughs> no, I can't say I ever had patience for plays. Chicago's a terrible mythical beast. Absolutely terrible. All right. Um, can we try and move? Oh, the body's going to be so gross. We could just... I mean, we're we're gross, like, as beings, so... What what do you think we should do? You want to bury the body? That's probably the easiest, right? Well, she is waterlogged. 
like I said before, I, I don't know a whole lot about how you bury people up here. We In the sea, we don't really do that. Um, All right, leave it to me. If, if that's what you like. Well, I am the earth. The earth and I are one. I am very familiar <laughs> with the earth, so I don't mind digging a hole and burying, burying a body. So let's go to digging. Actually, actually, let's... Can we, can we go back to the farmer place and see if we can find some shovels and tools and stuff? There might even be a place to bury people back at the village, so we should just take the body back up there. Yeah. We should lay her to rest first, and then yeah. try to lay the husband to rest, probably. She's not going to be mad at us for, like, touching her body, right? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter. What's she going to do? Scream? That's true. She can't, she can't hurt us. <laughs> um, what you going to do about cry? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll I'll go ahead and pick up her by uh by the head area. The head area. <laughs> the head and the neck and the shoulders. Just comes I'll up. pick her up by the uh, shoulders. Okay. I'll pick her up by the legs. Okay. Um yeah, you guys bring her back up to the village. There's um shovels, hoes, spades. I mean it's a they're farmhouses, so yeah, all that stuff is around. Are you guys going to go in any of the other houses? Oh, uh, later, later. Uh, you hear one of the hoes yell out at you, Hey! Anyway, continue. <laughs> what a stupid joke. Please continue. <laughs> that's 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 the Bryce's new character. It's a section <laughs> ho. Um, hey! <laughs> can I come with you guys? This town sucks. <laughs> I want to hang with you um, guys. Alright, and then uh, behind the center house and then if you go further to the west behind the other houses um you guys find a small clearing that's got several small uh some some small gravestones sweet we go dig a hole hi ho hi ho we <laughs> fine wow jersey does it all by herself no, dina doesn't help. dig a hole Dave will help. Oh my! Oh, ah, uh, Jersa suddenly has some more some respect for Dave. <laughs> D- Finally, <laughs> Jersa will, will remember, remember that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, D- Dave has a naturally helpful character. He'll do it. The man who wants to destroy the world has a naturally helpful character. <laughs> All right, you bury that body. It takes you not too long between you guys. Do you know her name? The paper. I think her name was Jenny. All right. Does anyone want to say a few words? He lies, Jenny. The We know she had a beautiful voice. She loved her husband to death. She loved her husband to death. Exactly. Yeah. Anybody else? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was quite well said. Well said. Um, Shall we see if it worked? 
Dave will Dave will bend down by the uh, by the rock and kind of pat it awkwardly and just say, "May you find the abyss quickly." <laughs> Cheerful. <laughs> All right. Let's hope that did the drink. <laughs> we go back to the house and see if it worked. Okay, she is still bent over the body of her husband. We should probably right? bury him. You gotta get the man. Maybe we bury them together? Jenny? Does she respond? She looks up at you. We would, uh, like to help you. We could bury your husband. We found your body in the river and buried it. How do you feel? She floats up towards the roof, towards the ceiling, and looks down at you and continues weeping, her jaw kind of swinging side to side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not screaming, I think, is good. Uh, is, is this permission? Dina takes a careful step closer to the bed. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't um, try to stop you, Jessa, Dave. I think it worked. Come and uh, uh, help. I'll, I'll approach the body with Dina, and I'll kind of look up at her, and I'll just say, "We'll make sure that you are together forever." Oh, that's a good one. And um, I guess I'll lift. I'll help. I'll help Dina carry the uh, the body out to the uh, the graveyard. Okay, uh, so you guys also bury that body. At this point, it's starting to get late. The sun is setting. Oh, and I put the picture with them. Uh, you want to bury the fo- the bury the picture? Yeah, so they're together with it. I don't know. All right, so you do all this. You bury her, um, the or you bury him, and you pile it up and you etch his name into it, Jim, and. The woman is still floating. Uh, she's followed you out now, floating above you, kind of watching. Anyone else got any ideas? Was the woman we buried not Jenny? <laughs> uh, you saw the face. It was definitely her. Okay, good. Not, a, not an effect. Good. <clears throat> and she kind of beckons you. It's really weird because she's still crying. It's like she can't stop weeping, you know. Um, but she's calmer now. Um, and she leads you back to the town and she points you, she points one finger towards the door of the house opposite hers. We go? We I, go. Yeah, we go in. Okay. You try to open the door inward um, and it hits something and you poke your head in and you see a body of a man um, face up in the room and you kind of push it open and step in and you can see he's totally white like all the color has been drained from him and his eyes are glazed over just gray Um, his hair is gone white and then you also see slumped in the back corner is the body of another woman and her head also looks like it's been bashed in. So there was an affair. So there's another man and another woman. 
Yeah, it it sounds like there was there was a there was an affair and we need to bury all four of them. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of digging today. I want to call this arc uh desperate farmers. Like no. you I think this is very like, oh, our friend's dead. Oh, let's confront death as much as possible in this episode. <laughs> Late into the evening, you're digging and burying these bodies. And when you finally lay these two to rest and place the stones at their head, um, you see the banshee stop crying and her jaw comes up and kind of fixes itself and she mouths thank you to you and then dissolves into the wind and disappears. Just at that moment, you hear a rattling sound from inside your sack. I am here with Bryce Hakama, and we are going to do a little bit of a one-on-one session, considering that Casper has just uh, re-died. We're going to jump straight into it. You awaken as if from a dream. You are upside down. Your eyes slowly adjust to the prison darkness. You feel cold steel around your wrists and ankles. A moment of lucidity strikes you as you hang from your ankles. The memories of the past few days are fading. Desperately, you try to recall them, but only fragments remain. You are suspended in an iron birdcage, which itself is suspended from the apex of a vaulted ceiling. You cannot see the floors or walls, but judging from the reverberation of your chains jostling, you sense you are in a large room. Metal hinges creak as the door below opens, followed by the clanging of metal footsteps. There's a loud ka-chunk, and your cage lurches downward. Two of the gigantic metallic prison guards come into view. One reaches into the cage and unhooks your ankles, and you fall, instinctively tucking your head in just before your shoulder slams into the floor of the cage. The second guard reaches in, grabs you by your ankles, and drags you out and through the door. Another door opens with a flood of red light and a cacophony of laughter. As you are dragged into the room, you hear jeers and shouts in a language you don't recognize. You are surrounded by demons and devils of every disturbing size and shape, creatures that seem to all have too many eyes, mouths, or limbs. Some are thin and serpentine, others round and blubbery. They have skin of scale, chitin, leather, tufted fur, and feathers. They surround you, jeering and spitting, as the guard drags you before a pit of red fire in the center of a huge octagonal room, and suspends you once again from your ankles on another hook. At the back of the room, a great devil sits on a black throne. Even sitting, the rest of the devils only come up to his waist. He has the head of a bull, the torso of a man, and the legs of a great cat. He raises his right hand, and a hush falls over the crowd. You return, little elf. And so soon. Did you miss us already? The room erupts in cackling laughter and the devil raises his hand to silence them again. No one under my care has ever escaped before. Tell me, how did you escape your chains? And where did you find a coin for the boatman? I look up at this uh, monstrous sight and summoning as much uh, 
confidence, however false it might be, uh, in the face of quite a, an amount of overwhelming adversity. And I, I, I look around at at, uh, at this bull demon creature and to the the devils around me, and I and I respond with a, well, uh, well, let me pose you a question then. You're so confident that uh, your security is so tight that not one person could break out. But I wasn't the only one who escaped. I was but one of four. So, really though, you're just fortunate enough to have me here in your presence. So, let me pose you a question. Why did you make it so simple for any one person to escape? Uh, The demons below you... Let out uh, in unison. Let out and ooh, <laughs> and the the giant devil smiles, and he says, "Ah, little elf, I am guilty of many sins, but pride is not one of them. Hmm. You will not. Uh, I am not bothered by taunts." Once again, I ask you, how did you escape your chains? The name of the individual who assisted me is something I cannot share. Not by choice, of course. For as you probably know, the agents who work against you are not quite fond of feeding information like that around. Now, what I can tell you, though, is wherever I am, this is not the end. You and I probably both know that. Wherever I am, I am constantly being supported by the North Mother herself. Make a um, charisma saving throw. Okay. Sounds good. That will be... That'll be a 13. Okay. So, in that, as you say that sentence, I, was, I am supported by the... What was it? The North Mother. Yes. So as as you say that, the name North Mother catches in your throat and you can't get it out. You can't speak it. Hi. Uh, hmm. Puzzling, isn't it? Well, let me answer as truthfully as I can, then. There are more than just one adversary against you, whoever you are. And plenty of them have quite a vested interest in assisting in the escape of those wrongfully sent here. There's more than just you fighting for the souls of men. And trust me, if I could give you the name, I'd probably tell you right here now. Because I can promise you, they're going to keep coming back. So yes, I was assisted. I was granted aid. The name of the person who helped me, I cannot tell you, because I don't even know. What I can promise you, though, he will not stop until those wrongfully sent here to your hell prison. Every one of them will walk free. He leans forward in his chair and raises an eyebrow. He says, So it's true you don't know who helped you. But I do know this. I don't think you understand his motives either. Uh, the room erupts and shouts again. Uh, 
and little voices are shouting out different things in this abysmal language, abyssal language. Uh, and he raises his hand uh, once again, and he goes, My courtiers would like me to torment you. Torture, they say. Flay him. Burn him. All that does sound quite fun, I admit. But, uh... As fun as it is, I know it won't get me what I want. Behind him, um, you see a devil who looks kind of lizard-like with two mouths on both sides of his face um, step out of the shadows and reach up and whisper something in his ear. Um, and he nods, stands, um, and he now towers well above um, the rest of the demons. His horns almost scrape the ceiling of the room. And in two steps, he wades through the crowd towards you. And he, and he says, Perhaps rather than get answers from you, I can get more. And he reaches his hand up towards your head and this blue light flows from his fingertips into your eyes. And I would like you to make a wisdom saving throw. All right, sounds good. That's going to be a 22. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> it took me by surprise, too. <laughs> I'm freaking out right now. Okay, so you feel this kind of domination effect wash over you, and you feel the force of this will on your mind. Um, and you get the... You sense him willing you under his control, and you sense him manipulating you, that he wants you to, you can sense exactly what he wants you to do, the command he's trying to give you through your mind, which is to retrieve the artifacts for him and also to bring back your companions. Do you want to let him know that you've overcome his power? That was just what I was about to say, yeah. Uh, yes, I want him to believe that he's got me. And so as he reaches forward and this, uh, this energy overtakes my, my, my mind and, and, and almost my soul, um, I kind of let my body go limp for a minute and then kind of come standing back to, a, back to an erect uh, a stance. Okay, make a performance I, check with advantage. For sure. All right. Let's go with... Uh, that's going to be a 14. Okay. Oh, let me get my dice one sec. For sure. He bends forward and peers into your eyes. And it smirks. And reaches up and grabs your ankles. Unhooks you from the chain. And carries you out these large double doors uh, with this crowd of creatures falling behind. And you come into, you're pulled into a room you recognize, this huge hallway with uh, this cross-shaped hallway 
where before you had fought the guards um, and been trapped. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And he takes you out another door with uh, this crowd in tow and you open into the the damn barren plain of of the world you remember. Um, he carries you down the hill towards the river, and once again you see the boatman uh, waiting. Um, and he chucks you like a limp doll. Ooh. Onto the banks of the river and flips a coin into the boatman's hand. And you hear the imps begin booing uh, disappointedly and pleading with him. Um, but he turns and walks back up the hill. I, I call out to him. Hey, you. Should they ask who has sent me to betray them and to return them to their rightful home. Who should I tell them has sent me? He spins around and looks at you puzzled. And then he steps back towards you and um, reaches to pick you up. But as he does, um, there's like a force field that blocks him, and his mm. hand can't grab you. Uh, and the boatman, the you bear. hear the boatman say, that one's been paid for. And the, the devil goes, I know, I paid for him. <laughs> and this, he looks at your face, and his brow furrows. And are like this real you see this realization cross his face, hmm. and he like bellows up to the skies, uh, swearing in a language you don't recognize. And the boatman drags you onto the boat. Uh, I I stand up, or sit up in my in my spot in the boat, and locking eyes with this abomination again. I say, then answer me this. When I return with the warships of Skalgard as the vanguard of the North Mother herself, when I return to tear this prison apart brick by brick, what name shall we chant as we ride over your hills and crest your waves and rip your kingdom apart? What name will we be chanting? He doesn't answer. Instead, he grabs one of the devils standing next to him at his foot and hurls it towards you, and it splashes into the river with a shriek, and he roars once again. Fair enough. Boltman. And as, uh, and as we begin to, to pull away from the shore, I, I sit back down, uh, on the bench, uh, boatman. I have a, I have a question. Yeah. Speak. 
is this where we all go? Is this the end of the path? I was, I was taught and I was promised and I have dedicated my life to one day riding within the North Mother's vanguard to riding and charging ahead of her as we purged the ethereal plains. But here I've come twice. Here we've met twice. And I dream one day to row out to the ice fields once again. And I fear that I should return here every time my life above should end. Are you... Are you what always awaits me? There's a moment of silence. And he says, I do not take every soul to the same place. But I do take every soul to where they belong. Then all I can pray is that one day when my eyes should finally rest, that your soul rose me out to the ice fields. That is my only prayer. Thank you, Portman. Casper, you come to and you feel quite tangled up and you <laughs> can taste uh, burlap. The best flavor. You feel your face pressed up against burlap and it's very uncomfortable. Ah, uh, uh, hello. Anyone there? Hello. It's uh, oh. it's me. I start trying to like wave wave arms, and I'm and I'm guessing if if it's if it's split between several different people, Jerza feels my arms yeah. start scratching backs. My my legs are kicking from in Dave's arms. Whoever's got my body at this it's point Ca- in time. Yeah, it's it's Casper. See, we, we told you he'd come back. We dump him out onto the ground. Uh, yeah, we all we all simultaneously just dump the bags <laughs> out, and all the bones clatter onto the floor. <laughs> See the bones snap. <laughs> they stick now. Yeah, I. Uh, you watch as Casper like crawls around from one section of bones to the next and starts to reassemble himself and clock uh, puts a, puts his uh, his arm bone back in the socket and uh, reattaches one one of his legs and then the other. Then the last piece that he does is that he he picks up his skull and, and reaffixes it to his uh, to the rest of his skeleton with a satisfying sound. Where are we? You've been gone for at least a day. We're all like covered in dirt, I imagine, <laughs> except for maybe Dina. No, ah. Dina did uh, actually help with the last two because she felt really bad when Jersa came to help her move the body. Um, and okay. she, yeah, and Jersa already looks like dirt. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I and I look from you guys and around us and see the see the graves behind us in a uh, what happened here um we just it's a long story do you what's the last thing you remember uh let's see now well quite a bit actually we were in Wheatfield everything went to absolute hell uh 
some bloke got a got a good shot on me with a spear, jammed me right up underneath my spine, and uh, I kind of faded into nothingness for a minute. And then, um, no, I'm back. I'm back. That's what's important. What uh, what happened here? Banshee. Uh, but don't worry, she's uh, fine now. Fine. At peace. Dina sort of gestures to the graves. <laughs> that's a, that's a nice thought. Oh, that's don't a... get so melancholy now. You've only just gotten back. <laughs> it's what? been two minutes. <laughs> I was about to suggest that we bury you right here. Yeah, that sounds about right for you, Dave, isn't it? Uh, well, I just, I wouldn't want you to be, um, suffering. Well, I uh, greatly appreciate it, but, uh, if I last recall, the reason I had a spike shoved up my spinal column was because you got it in your head that it was more important for you to go desecrate some temple. Yes, I know it was part of the plan, but Lord in heaven, man, wait for your, wait for your party, wait for your team. Well, yes, I'm mad. I, I oh, no. didn't exactly have many options. Um, what did I say before we ran in? We gather yeah. supplies. We actually gear up. There are there's two swords between the four of us. I, you do not have to run into the crowd of people. Go after the priest. He's right. We could have just you, left him. You made that decision yourself. Yes, we were coming after you. No, you came after the priest. And I was fine. I can make myself look however I please. Well, the last thing that I remember seeing you doing was burning up underneath the scorching rays of the cleric's holy church. That's the last thing I remember. Yes, and then I... And then I, I called in... Called in the starving god and... And got rid of his safe retreat. Yeah, that's a different conversation that I do not have the energy or time for. If it helps, we did win. Did we? Well, we got we got away. <laughs> and the priest is dead, so I'd say it's a win. Oh, the relics. Yes. I, I give them. I need them both. No. We've already attuned to them and they're not of any use. It doesn't matter. We need to be as far away from these li from these relics as we possibly can be. What? I'm afraid you'll need to explain. Uh, like you got to explain how you were planning on summoning a bestial presence into the plane of existence that we live in now. Like you explained that you were actually trying to summon the starving god. I don't I, have to explain anything to you. I wasn't trying to... I don't really understand why you're so angry. I, I wasn't, I didn't summon the starving god, I desecrated the temple which you agreed to. And then he was there, and you knew it was going to happen too. It, it, that's a part of the desecration. He did just die, so I imagine there's, you know, some anguish I know, there. I just, I don't exactly understand why I'm at particular fault here. <sighs> In regards to the items... We can't use them because we're dead. But other matter. people could. 
We can't just leave these things lying around. I'm not saying leave them lying around. I'm saying we give them to somebody else. Make it somebody else's problem. This is not our problem. I think it sort of is our problem. I think that's a terrible idea. I think it's a very terrible idea to give these items away to somebody else. Even if we bury them in a box, someone will find them someday. Well, putting them in a box is better than putting them on your fingers and around your necks. I don't understand what the downside is. You seem to misunderstand how magic works in this sense. No, I know exactly what we're talking about here. I know far more now than I did two days ago. See, you said you were nothingness, though. So yes, what did so you learn? Yeah, you're asking us to trust you all of a sudden. You've just admitted that you are holding something back. and and So could you explain? I need a promise from the three of you. If there ever becomes a moment where any one of the four of us tries to lay claim to these relics in a way that seems less than benevolent. We need to promise that we end that person right here, right then and there. But we can't use them. It doesn't matter. It's the possession. We can't use them now. I'm talking about after we put ourselves back together. Assuming there is an after. There's more than just what we know. I went back to the prison. It was far worse this time. There is far more at stake than merely getting our bodies back. I met Adramold. He is a confounding creature. When you stand in his presence, you feel completely powerless. A complete sense of despair. And what he wanted from me was to get the relics and bring them to him. And there was something far beyond my power that made an attempt to convince me as such to do so. Now, I consider myself quite loyal. I consider us as a group quite capable of withstanding but the average person. They will be immediately held under Adramold's sway, and he will use the relics to unleash a hellscape unlike anything this world has ever seen. He didn't give me the specifics, but I saw it in him that he would do anything to get these relics in his own possession. That's where I'm coming from. Well, in that case, it seems all the more important that we learn how to use them if we are able to in an act no. of defense. No. They are not for us to use. They are powerful objects against a thing we cannot fully grasp. Luke. Yes. Question. So, okay, so Adramald... Adramald, um, like these artifacts, like belong to him supposedly, right? That's kind of what we learned from the sheriff. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then, um, and then the uh, the creature with the dinner plate eyes works for Dagol. Yeah. Works for Dagol, and that's a different person from Adamal. Yes. yes. The Mad King. Yes. Okay. I see. And okay. So I think they're both evil, though. Hey, let's let. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I will look at Casper and say, um, "Was Adramold? Was he the creature that tried to stop us from the boatman the first time?" Yeah, that was him. He's right. a lot scarier up close. Well, I have no interest in helping him. To any degree. Well, we can't use the artifacts. So, perhaps we should put them back where they belong. Uh, and I'll pull the box off my back that, like, originally contained them. This kept them safe enough before, yes? For the time being, yeah. What would happen if we destroyed them all? That's probably very difficult. Magical artifacts are not so easily destroyed. Um, I'll open the box and I'll put the medallion in. Dina will put the ring in the box. Casper. For a second, I was like, "She's not gonna do it." Casper reaches out a. Uh, Casper reaches out his bony hand and uh, he places it on your shoulder, and he. Uh, he looks you. And for a moment, there's a humanness that kind of returns to him. And he says, Are you an elf? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're right. There's an uh, elfness. There's an elfness life, there. A no, life yeah. returns to him. A li- there's, there's, a, there's a life kind of returns for, just for a moment, even beyond the, the skeleton that you've come to know. And he says, thank you. And you too, Dave. Thank you for trusting me here in just this small act. And what am I? <laughs> and Jess, I trust that <laughs> when the time comes, you'll do the same. Okay. Um, I guess uh, I close the box. Hey, the lid snaps shut with a weirdly loud snap. And immediately this pulse emanates from the box and shoots through you and through the forest and outward, um, rustling the leaves of the trees and blasting away some of the pine needles on the ground. Um, And that's all. I open the box. (laughs) They're sitting in there. Okay, close it again. Nothing happens. (sighs) Okay. It does occur to me that the box was how they were originally stored, and if we did steal them from Adramold, returning all the items to the box and sealing it might return them to him. Just a thought. I don't know if the... Well, it's difficult to say, but um, clearly the apocalypse hadn't arrived when they were still in the box. So that must be safe from Adramold. Yeah. Nothing uh nothing crosses over without help. Adramold might know when the items are returned. I don't believe he's able to just come get them. 
it's putting things into this... It's taking things out of this box which started all of this, so... I imagine putting them back in can't be too harmful. In that case... Wittenberg? Well, as you start to kind of start the conversation about where to head next, Casper turns around and he, uh... He motions to Jersa. Um... Uh... Jessa. And he nods to the to the graves. Who are they? Uh, it's Jenny and Jim. Then over there we got you know, Gary and uh, Louise. Gary and Louise. Well Jim and Jenny. Gary and Louise. I hope that uh whichever ship sail, whichever boat you cross over on, takes you to happier waters. And he stands up and walks away. Hey everyone, Respect the Die Season 1 is Luke Larson as our Dungeon Master, Jamie Hakama as Jurisa, Bryce Hakama as Casper, Teriah Olsen as Dina, and Sam Larson as Dave. You can follow us on Twitter at Respect the Die or on Facebook at facebook.com slash respect the die. That way you can keep up to date with us on our release schedule and on any other updates that we may put out. You can also ask us questions. We would love to interact with you. If you want to help support the podcast, the best way that you can do that is to follow it, like it, leave a review if you can, and most importantly, tell your friends about it. Retweet our tweets, share our Facebook trailers, or just use word of mouth got any cool friends who really like Dungeons and Dragons or you think might just enjoy our vibe or storytelling, uh, clue them in. Do them a favor. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>